the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Always good to be with you. And um, today is September 11th. You probably have heard and you 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 probably remember that day, although it depends on how old you are, because if you're over or under 30, you have little or no memory of it. You know, what I'd like you to do is uh, we're going to play a little video or a little uh, yeah, video if you're watching at KKLA.com or audio um uh, for you to uh, kind of help you remember. But if you want to tell your story, uh, call me now, 888-528-2557. Where were you on, on September 11th? 888-528-2557. I'm also curious, if you're too young to remember, you know, how do you view it now? It, what do you what do you feel on a day like today? 888-528-2557. Here is a, something that we prepared for you. It's called Meet Me in the Stairwell. And uh, I think you will be inspired, you'll enjoy it. You say you'll never forget where you were when you heard the news on September 11th, 2001. Neither will I. I was on the 110th floor in a smoke-filled room with a man who called his wife to say goodbye. I held his fingers steady as he dialed. I gave him the peace to say, Honey, I'm not going to make it. But it's okay, I'm ready to go. I was with his wife when he called as she fed breakfast to their children. I held her up as she tried to understand his words. And as she realized he wasn't coming home that night. I was in the stairwell of the 23rd floor when a woman cried out to me for help. I've been knocking on the door of your heart for 50 years. I said, of course, I'll show you the way home. Only believe in me now. I was at the base of the building when the priest ministered to the injured and devastated souls. I took him home to tend his flock in heaven. He heard my voice and answered. I was on all four of those planes, in every seat, with every prayer. I was with the crew as they were overtaken. I was in the very hearts of the believers there, comforting and assuring them that their faith has saved them. I was in Texas, Kansas, London, 
I was standing next to you when you heard the terrible news. Did you sense me? I want you to know that I saw every face. I knew every name, though not all know me. Some met me for the first time on the 86th floor. Some sought me with their last breath. Some couldn't hear me calling to them through the smoke and flames. Come to me. This way. Take my hand. Some chose for the final time to ignore me. But I was there. I did not place you in the tower that day. You may not know why, but I do. However, if you were there in that explosive moment in time, would you have reached for me? September 11th, 2001 was not the end of the journey for you. But someday your journey will end, and I'll be there for you as well. Seek me now while I may be found. Then, at any moment, you know you're ready to go. I will be in the stairwell of your final moments. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, and uh, September 11th, we'll take some time uh, at different times in the show today to uh, just remember September 11th, and uh, where were you? Where were you on that day? Do you remember it? I'm curious about your story. I think it's important that we tell our stories, and the reason that it matters is because, you know, something that happened on that day is that it did lead a lot of people to the cross. It it led people to realize that the world itself is so uncertain, that our lives are uncertain. And uh, I mean, it's a terrible day. I'm curious about if you're younger and you don't remember that day also. You know, if you're 30, if you're, you know, if you're, it's 22 years, right? So how old would you be to have any memory at all of it? If you're 25, 26, uh, you may not have any memory. I think about this uh a lot because for some of you, if you're 30 and younger, 9-11 is a day that is like Pearl Harbor. Like it's old. It didn't happen. The number, by the way, is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. So if you're on the, the younger side of it, how do you remember? And if you're old enough to remember it impacted your day, you know, this is a this is an emotional day. I'm emotional every year. And I remember that day almost every minute of that day. I mean, do you have days in your life? I'm sure you probably have some where you've gone through some kind of 
tragedy, or maybe it was a great day. I have great days in my life. My wedding day, days when my kids are born, right? You remember those days almost by the minute. 9-11's a day uh, that I remember uh, by the minute. Um, I woke up a little after 6, and I probably was up a little bit before that, but and Kirsty was up getting ready for work, and I popped on the TV, and uh, – I didn't know what happened yet, but I saw smoke coming out of both towers, and I, I gasped, you know, and I said, somebody bombed the World Trade Center. And, of course, Christy turned around, and she was, you know, we just stared at the TV, and then we learned it was planes. And you could hear it, you know, right about that moment, you could hear on the news, the, the news broadcasters, their voices shaking. And that's when I knew this is something else. You know, I knew that this was more than just... I mean, not to say just a bombing, but just it was something extraordinary and something horrific had happened. And then not too long after the Pentagon was hit, we just began to realize, you know, what what today was about, that we were that day, that we were under attack um, as a nation. And we hadn't experienced anything like that. Christie worked on Coronado Island uh, in San Diego. And, of course, you have a North Island Naval Station there, and that's where they – uh, you know, the uh, military, the Navy has a, a very important installation there, and the Coronado Bridge to get over there was packed, so Christie couldn't even get to work. Uh, there was no getting to work that day. Um, I stayed home, and I remember – it's funny things is I remember the fact that we had a uh, 19th Zenith back in the day. You also have to be probably over 30 to remember anything like that. And uh, and I remember at one point we're just like in uh, in the bedroom watching this, uh, and then we're like, we have a better TV on the outside. It was a twenty five inch Zenith, so uh, we went out and and uh, just tried to take this in, and watching every moment. Uh, I was a pastor at a church. I was on staff at a church at that point, and I went into work uh, at some point just to check in. Hey, you know, obviously this has happened. We got in, we had a few uh, meetings and conversations about prayer meetings to to organize and to open up the church for that. Uh, But something we all knew is that the world had changed. We all knew it. We knew that the world changed at that moment. I think about that every time I watch the 9-11 stuff. As soon as I see the plane go into the building, to me, that's the day the world changed. It's hard to explain it. It's hard to explain that at that moment, everything changed, except for the fact that actually it didn't change. Do you realize that? That actually at that moment, we were transported into the reality of what the world is at that moment. And that's an interesting thing, right? We always say the world changed, but actually we became very focused on what the world really is at that moment. This is the Pastor Scott Show. What's your 9-11 story? 888-528-2557. Jose in LA, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, good morning, Pastor. I'm glad that you are remembering and you are making a memory of this. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember I was going to take my daughters to school. But the most important thing that I want to mention is everybody has to go to to New York and everybody has to go to Ground Zero. I was there seven years ago or eight years ago, and you feel something. Mm. You feel peace. You feel to warn somebody or people, but you feel hope. You know, there is a tree that it was uh, rescued from the, from the ground, zero, that is still alive over there and still flourishing. So uh, it's very hard. 
It's yeah. very, very, very far. I was no born over here. I'm a citizen. But but you feel something special. Like uh, God is telling you, I'm here. And and I bet you know there was a there was a cross, there was a pond at the rumble of the ground zero because of the structure make a make a cross. I don't know if you remember that. The cross, yeah. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. And I think, uh, and I yeah. appreciate your call, Jose, and remembering that uh, on that day. You know, it's it's a important, I think, for us to take these days, even days of tragedy, and and talk about them, to tell our stories. It is important because this, like I said, this gets us into what is true about our life. That's the thing is the world didn't actually change. The world was just as it was. We just became aware of what the world was like. I was a young adult pastor at the time. That was the group of people that I spoke to uh, regularly. And I was surprised at how many people came to me and said, I didn't realize there was evil in the world. You know, like that, like like evil is real. How many conversations of people who are 23, 24 years old in 2001 who just for the first time saw that evil? You know, we live in a time, even with what's going on, this is still the last 40 or 50 years, one of the most prosperous periods of time in any society in world history. And you have that moment in 2001 of, extraordinary evil and violence and just a horrific day that reminds us that actually what we're experiencing is unusual, that, you know, actually what we are experiencing is is not the experience that most people around the world have. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Just taking a moment today on the anniversary, 22nd anniversary of 9-11 to uh, take your stories. Uh, where were you that day? And if you're younger and you don't remember it, we'd love to know your perspective on what you've been taught and what you've heard. Les- Leslie in Long Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I uh, am a flight attendant, and mm. I was actually on for um, American Airlines, and um, I was actually on a flight getting ready to take off um, when I had a passenger come on board and say uh, something happened to the World Trade Center. A Lane looks like it crashed into it. Have you heard anything about it? And I said, no, because it, it, it was so early in the morning, our time in L.A. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think anything of it until we went to push back from the gate and um, do our safety demonstrations in the aisles like we always do. And then the captain just told us to, re- to come back to the gate. That, uh, we thought it was a mechanical. We had no idea. We weren't allowed to use cell phones back then on the plane. That was all right. kept using outside. So we just um, we went back, and the agent finally opened the door after a while. But before she did that, they, the captain said, um, ladies and gentlemen, something catastrophic has happened in one of our American Airlines planes. Had, um, looks like has gone into the World Trade Center and nobody could even fathom what that meant at the time. Yeah. And so we just, he said, 
you can use your cell phones on the plane if you need to get a hold of anybody. So, of course, as the crew of American Airlines, we we had colleagues that went into this. Yeah, so it's a very yeah. personal day uh, for you. Yes, very. And I'm I'm glad that you're um, having a somewhat of a memorial um, today because I feel like as the years pass, it's becoming more and more just going by, you know, um, that people are forgetting. Yeah. And I had colleagues. I, I knew one of the crew members who made the phone call. Um, I would say she was probably one of the first responders, very first responders, because she was the one that gave the information to um, dispatch, and then they carried on. And be- before she left, she was calling from the air phone. That's all we had then. Yeah. And um, and then right after that, the plane went into the World Trade Center. They have recordings so the of those day, calls. Yeah, yeah, they do at the uh, actually at the memorial. That's too. right. And, That's right. Um, it's when I go to I've been there a few times and it's it's surreal and yeah and a, a lot of things good happen i mean not not good ever but the protocol for safety has changed are you still a, a flight attendant yeah and uh do you feel like it's pretty safe up there comparatively i do i, yeah. I mean i do i i think it unfortunately that tragedy since it took place, it did change a lot of things in the safety, you know, industry part of right. travel. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah. it's a necessary thing. Leslie, I appreciate you telling your story and, uh, you know, keep telling it. Don't, uh, you know, the passage of time, it changes maybe how we address these things, but we can't stop telling the story because I think that it does lead us to some truth about our humanity and why we need the cross. It's, a, it's an important story. Exactly. And I, and I wanted to tell you too, that I did have two daughters. So, um, like looking at it back from their perspective, one was only a year old yeah, and the other was eight when it happened. And she, she gets it. She's actually the eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she had, it, it really, really affected her. And I, I think, you know, that for a while she had nightmares and, she couldn't grasp it exactly, but she knew that something horrible had happened, and I think she might have internalized it more just because I'm a flight attendant. And, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, we worked with her on that, and now she's a flight attendant, so it obviously didn't affect her. Yeah, well, that's happy. good. Good for her. Leslie, thanks for calling and, and sharing your story on that. You know, I had nightmares. A lot of people had nightmares. There was a whole psychology about that. And every time you saw a plane in the air, you wondered after that for a long time. Uh, 888-528-2557. Diane in Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Diane. Go ahead. You know, when I heard the music, it like Friday night, you know, that Christmas. Right. And I sat there, I just cried and cried and cried. I was 52 years old. I was working at Beckman's Culture and Cover. I bought some beautiful white roses to honor those we lost with the flag, and I put something on my door. And it was, it's incredible what's been happening. But if they only get that wall we built, we could keep those people out of our country, immigrants, as well as the terrorists. If what now? 
if they get that bobby built, we can keep them out. We need to oh, get well. You know, it's a it's a lesson to uh, to learn, uh, Diane. Uh, these terrorists that yeah. that did nine eleven, they came in legally. And they lived here. They lived uh, in San Diego, some of them, actually. Uh, oh, probably thank- in New York. I'm sorry that they still need to get me. Yeah. They'll be gone. <laughs> thank, thank you, Diane, for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the things as we forget about terrorism being real. We, we're, You know, there hasn't been a lot of um, Islamic terrorism for a while, but that's something that's been a big part of uh, uh, our history at different times, actually going all the way back to the beginning. You know, uh, we had... Uh, terrorist attacks on our ships back in the 1700s, actually, uh, if you study all of that. That's why the Marine Hymn, it talks about from the uh, shores of Tripoli. Where's that? It's Libyans, because there were, uh, were pirates and terrorist attacks back then that were driven because of the uh, particular Islamic point of view that says you you do that. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to, now that we're uh, out of Afghanistan, if that affects things. Some people thought that while we were there, that's why there's been so few attacks. And now that we're gone, there might be more. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. But I do think that there are people today who would like to do something similar. And uh, that's a reality. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, remembering 9-11. Oscar in Baldwin Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, uh, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, first, to say, uh, God bless all those who lost their lives that day and their family members who had to deal with that pain. So much prayers to them. Uh, on, on that day, I was um, I was young. I was 20, I believe 20 at the point, 2001. Yeah, 20 or 19. And um, I was, you know, young. It was kind of a little bit of some dark day for me. Uh, lost a family, money, a family member, close family that year unexpectedly. Um, and that kind of just symbolized kind of my life at the time. It was a real, you know, kind of a shock to the system for the, for everybody. Um, I didn't know anybody directly involved, but you know, it was it was a bad time. And um, I just want to say for from uh, America, that was kind of our first time in modern history. We're kind of like dragged into the holy war, right? I mean, in a way, it was kind of a holy, uh, like you like you were just saying, the religious beliefs why it was done is kind of us being dragged into the whole, a holy war. Because prior to that, all our wars are just over other reasons besides religion, correct? Yeah, most wars, uh, there was a thing out that happened there. People said, oh, wars are about religion. But actually, wars are wars are usually about theft. Uh, They're about taking land and taking a power and those kinds of things. Uh, and even religious wars are usually really about theft, actually. But inside of this was an actual, you know, theological reason uh, for it. And that is something that we have to realize is that in our world today, some people have religious reasons um, that, you know, why to do uh, this kind of thing. And that's wrong. It's completely uh, not right. And we have to stand up against that. Oscar, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. I got to take a break and I want to get your stories. And uh, when I come back, I'll tell a little story about the uh, the 9-11 cross, as it's known. It's a, it's a great story, and we'll get to that as the Pastor Scott Show Monday special, September 11th uh, edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Because on that first day, you'll understand uh, no sweet sounds were heard anywhere around this place. Weeping, great tears and gnashing of teeth, all those kinds of things you read about in the Bible, they were here on that particular day. And a construction man, crude and, and probably a little overweight, 
digging through dirt, all of a sudden finds this little tunnel, manages to poke his head into it and sees what we believe was a divine answer to prayers that we had been making throughout the time that we were at Ground Zero. Oh God, show us your place. Show us you're here. Show us how you're going to redeem this pit. And all of a sudden, he comes out of this little tunnel, screaming, wait till you see what I found. And he pulls in ministers and uh, officials, and there, this cross is fully extended, melted together with the intense heat. The two beams were never initially part of the same structure. Heat literally melted them together. And the piece of metal that's draped over was molten metal that had literally fallen over one of the arms. And when everybody saw this, the first thing we did was cry. And the second thing, we, we went into worship. A marvelous moment of worship. Everything stops. Construction vehicles stopped. All of the digging out of dirt, we all stopped. We looked at the cross. We fell to our knees. And we thanked God. Because at that moment, it seemed as though God was just placing his arms around us and saying, this pit is mine. I will redeem this pit. And I will redeem the lives of the people who are in this pit. And the message that I received at that particular day was no matter how large the pit is, how deep or how wide or how long, whatever pit it is, wherever we live, God is there to redeem it. If he did it here at Ground Zero with the World Trade Center, how much more can he do it for the world in our own pits that we carry around from day to day? That is a uh, video that was put together with the story of the 9-11 cross. Are you familiar with that story? I think it's a it's an incredible story uh, of that day. And welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You know, it was, we're remembering that day, and you can call and share your story if you want to uh, on that story. But, you know, the firefighters and the first responders and people who escaped actually that day. Uh, the stories are profound. And there's a lot of those stories where people come to Christ and they relied on Christ. The story of people praying for the first time in years and praying with each other, all of those things um, are one of the reasons why we need to keep telling these stories, because this is very much real life. This is not something that happens every day, think, you know, thankfully, but tragedies happen in different ways. You know, this is really, and I want to be careful, 9-11 it's tragic, but the day, what happened that day is an atrocity, okay? A, a great evil was done. Uh, a tragedy is like the earthquake that happened just this weekend in Morocco, where thousands of people also were killed. So there's people going through similar things, and uh, hopefully there are people there who are Christian uh, in a Muslim country, but who are sharing Christ and really looking for hope. And I do think that the Lord uses these events in this way, like he did with this cross. So the the 9-11 cross is what it's called. You can actually go see it. It's in the 9-11 Museum. And it was such a profound thing. So these two pieces of metal got forged together somehow, two beams in the shape of a cross. It's like a perfect cross. And, you know, whether or not there is something miraculous in those beams being uh, stuck together is is one conversation, but whatever is true about it, whether it be coincidence or God did that, you know, God used that to bring his, you know, to make his presence known. 
this is a big deal. The cross is a powerful symbol, right? That that something else that happened on 9-11 is for a short time, we put away our political correctness. We put away separation of church and state in a way, right? We've always been a, a country that has no problem acknowledging God, particularly in times of of difficulty. You know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you know, prayed over the radio at D-Day and asked the whole country to pray. And it was very uh, Christian. You know, it was very much about God and what we we're called to do during this time. And on 9-11, they took that cross and they put it on a post and it it oversaw the pit that everybody was digging through and and pulling remains out of, and it gave people the strength to move forward. And it reminded people of Christ. It reminded people who knew Christ and introduced people to Christ. You know, it's such a powerful symbol that when they saw those beams fused together, it gave hope. And it's such an important thing. It's in the the memorial. And a small group of people, an atheist group, tried to have it remo- removed the uh, a couple of years ago. And this is what their complaint said. It said, the plaintiffs and each of them have suffered. And this is the atheist group complaint, trying to get the World Trade Center cross removed from the Memorial Museum. The plaintiffs and each of them have suffered. They are suffering and will continue to suffer damages, both physical and emotional, from the existence of the challenged cross. Named plaintiffs have suffered, among other things, uh, dyspepsia, symptoms of depression, headaches, anxiety, and mental pain and anguish from the knowledge that they are made to feel officially excluded from the ranks of the citizens who were directly injured by the 9-11 attack. You know, so they wanted to blame a lot of the response that they were feeling on that cross being a part of the memorial, you know, ignoring the fact that that cross was so meaningful to so many people. You know, 1 Corinthians 1, 18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Uh, the atheist lost that suit, by the way. Uh, see, the cross and what it represents transcends everything and every other belief and philosophy in the middle of tragedy, even disbelief. When we face the reality of death, the reality of sin and evil and the shock of all of it. You know, the, the cross is more than a symbol. It's also a marker. It's a reminder of the ongoing church of Jesus Christ and the ongoing purpose of our lives. I think a really important reason why we need to talk about this and keep the story going is people need to remember the spiritual side of it. It'll it'll fade into history. It'll be like Pearl Harbor. It is already if you're under 25, probably. And, you know, I think that we will forget, but the cross is such a big part of it. You know, there are crosses in interesting places around the world, in secular places, in public parks, in military cemeteries and memorials, Um, but even in older places. One of my favorite crosses is uh, in the Roman Colosseum, and it is placed in the Emperor's Gate. and it's placed in the – there's two of them, actually. There's one in the Emperor's Gate, and there's another one in the Gladiator's Gate. And whenever you go through there – I've never been there personally, but I've taken, like, the video tour, which you can do. Now, I guess I don't have to go. Now, I'd really like to go in person. Maybe some of you have been there. It is a remarkable thing, a cross that represents our Lord Jesus Christ standing in the emperor's box, the emperor who oversaw the persecution of Christians. I mean, imagine – those early Christians, if you go back in time and tell them, hey, one day where that emperor is sitting there 
and uh, torturing you to death. There's going to be he's going to be dead, and there's going to be a cross up there. By the way, one day uh, people aren't going to uh, name their their pets after you know they're going to name their pets after Roman emperors, but they're going to name their kids after the apostles of Jesus Christ and characters in the Bible. I mean, it's an amazing thing this this power. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Pastor Scott Show, remembering nine eleven today. Martha in Anaheim, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Martha. How are um, you? Good, thank you. I'm calling to share that my uh, daughter went out to 9-11 to serve as a youth group from her church. Hmm. Um, Again, in 2001? Yes. Okay, wow. Probably a week later, and it was, like you say, the whole world changed. I remember dropping her off and part of the other groups uh, there at Long Beach Airport, and to see all the military around there, even to try to get her in, it was nothing I would ever imagine that I would see here in the United States. Mm. And, of course, my mom was kind of hesitant about her going. She said, do you really think it's okay, Mom? I said, as a believer, that's what's in her heart. She goes, what if they come back and they bomb or do other stuff? I said, then she's going to pass doing what she wanted to do was to serve. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that there's a bravery in going to that. When you said the youth group went, I thought that's pretty bold. Um, yes, it was. You know, for a youth group, it's, you know, it's, in fact, interesting things. Christy and I were talking about this last night, about how we we want to find something for our kids to go do where they serve people, but they serve people in the midst of of severe difficulty. You know, we want them right. to have a, a an understanding of what the wor- world is like to serve people who are severely homeless, right? To serve people who exactly. are in severe trouble, uh, in particular because of, of sin. That's a great thing that happened uh, for her. Well, I wanted to share one more thing is yeah. that at the time they didn't have enough coverings for their face and stuff, and yeah. she was inhaling and others, all this, this stuff that was really bad. But for years, I think it's only been a year they haven't sent her anymore, but the New York uh, Health Department would always send her stuff, you know, are you okay, how are you feeling? Because a lot of people really you know, they passed away from difficulty, from breathing, all that stuff they were That's breathing right. in. But At the end of the day, a lot protected. more than just the 3,000 who died exactly. on that day passed exactly. away. Exactly. So, and she, she, has shared, she has shared a lot of miracles she saw. And it, it was just an unbelievable thing that happened. And when she came home, I remember when I picked her up, she sat down, I looked at her, and she just started crying and crying. I said, are you okay? And she says, this wait, mom. She, she said she was just finally releasing all the emotions she had seen from all the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I thought I'd share that well, with I appreciate you, you sharing that. And I'm glad that she, she went to do that. You know, we need that kind of boldness again. That was a, that was a big part of it, right? And thank you, Martha, for your call. I got to go a, a thank break. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Yeah. But that was a big part of that time is that we put our arms around each other. Everybody did. I mean, there was a time of unity that I don't know if we'd have if something like this were to happen again. I hope that we would. But there was a time, and maybe it didn't last as long as we'd like to think looking back, but the way we came together as a country, the way we even pushed aside a lot of the things that got in the way of people actually looking to God uh, and ultimately looking for Christ. I mean, churches were packed, at least for a few weeks, right? People were seeking 
God out. And that's something that we need to realize about these things and why the stories are important. How have you passed this on to your to the next generation or if you're younger, you know, what have you learned about this? Do you do you even see why it's so emotional for so many uh uh, for your parents or grandparents today. 888-528-2557. I got to take a break. We'll be back as the Monday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. The, the man wasn't that compulsive, let's face it, but on the other hand, he was absolutely the most amazing man that America has ever created, ever. Okay. I have got to interrupt you right now. Sorry. Richard Hack, thank you very much. We appreciate the book is called Hughes. We want to go live right now and show you a picture of the World Trade Center where I understand... Do we have it? No, we do not. We have a breaking story, though. We're going to come back with that in just a moment. First, this is Today on NBC. That was the uh, Today Show on uh, September 11th. And at that moment, that's when uh, everything changed, right? And uh, so we've been taking some time to uh, to talk about that. And uh, when we come back in the next segment, at the top of the hour, I got a great story, something that uh, happened at the Women's uh, U.S. Open this week, and uh, that's going to inspire you. It's not about nine eleven, obviously, but you know, this time we, I think, there's something so powerful in stories and testimony, and we get that from tragedies, but also in in triumphs. And uh, so we'll switch it up here in a minute. But I want to get your stories on 9-11, what you remember uh, about that day, why it's important to pass along your story. The number is 888-528-2557. Dave in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Hi Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, my experience was I was actually getting just about to have breakfast, and a friend called me and said, you won't believe what just happened. Turn on the news. Hmm. And I watched live when the second plane blew into the second building and two fighter jets went right past it, which most people didn't see. They almost shot it down. What did you ask? And later on, later on, I found out that my old neighbor, my old uh, address, her boyfriend was one of the people that walked out covered in ash across the bridge. And he didn't leave his apartment for six months after that. You know, I heard that for people, particularly who escaped and were covered in ash, that uh, the recovery was so difficult. You know, some people didn't even shower for a long time, right? They were in shock. And, yeah, it was uh, just traumatizing. It's, it's quite a day, quite a day. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we learned about this over breakfast or while we were getting up. And uh, the other part of the country, they were already at work. Right, different uh, different parts of the the story. Thanks for calling, Dave. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Claudia in L.A. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I just was um, wanting to share my story. I was uh, feeding my son early in the morning. He had just been born that year, hmm. three months old, and I had this fear. I think it was fear. It was kind of a tiny little bit of regret, thinking I just had a child and. What what am I, you know, what what is what kind of life is he going to live? Is everything changing? Mm. You know, just all that doubt with what you're seeing on TV. I was, it was early in the morning. I was feeding him, and I thought, oh no, you know, what did I do? And you know, I think that generations endured a lot, you know, because now he graduates in 2020, and they had COVID. He couldn't even go to his own graduation. What does so, he think about this today? Like, so he doesn't have any memory of 9/11. Uh, he has a no. memory, though, of of the war on terror and its various uh, you mm-hmm. know, seasons. 
um, and the COVID. You know, when he looks back on this, uh, what does he see? Does he talk to you about it? You, you know, I, I've never really asked him. And now that your show's on, I think I will ask him what, how he feels about it because he didn't have the upbringing that we did, you know, and, and it's I, a completely yeah. different yeah, and I th- I'd be real curious about that because then mm-hmm. if you're younger and you're listening, you know, if you didn't experience it, you don't know why people are emotional about it today. You don't know why they're ringing the bell and reading all those names. It takes hours, and they do this every mm-hmm. year. People are mad at the president because he's not out of thing. I mean, there's – but if you're under 30 uh, – How do you feel about it? Yeah. So uh, thank you, Claudia, for – go ahead. No, I appreciate it. I also wanted to mention that at the same time I was seeing firemen go up the buildings um, risking their life. I just had this respect for them ever yep. since then. You know, the firemen, know yeah, into. thanks for calling. You know, the firemen have been on my heart a lot this year. Um, I was watching a documentary. There's a few things that are out there that are have been put together that are super good. And if you're younger and you just want to know, or maybe you want to show your kid or your grandkid, there's a documentary uh, put out by um, National Geographic, actually, and uh, it's one day. It's it's they just go through one day, and the stories that they tell are are really really incredible. The people who survived, and one of them that really moved me was the firefighters after the first building collapsed, and they knew what happened. You know, they knew that a lot of their um, their co uh, their other firefighters and first responders had died. They didn't know, of course, who, and they've got people giving their story about their brothers and people. One of the great leaders, one of the big issues was how do we reconnect, right? How do we reestablish the command so we can continue to help people? And it was chaos for a while. And they said that one of the fire captains, he gathered everybody together, and he said at the place they were going to reestablish command, and he said, I want you all to take your helmets off. And they responded, no, we're not taking our helmets off. We, We are here to do a job. And he said, I want you to take your helmets off right now. And what we are going to do is we're going to take a moment of silence and we're going to pray. And then we're going to put our helmets back on and get to work. And there's video of this. You can't hear them talking, but there's video of these firefighters. There's a lot of them. There might be 40 or so gathered together and they take their helmets off and they kneel. And it's super emotional. And you see what happens there. And then you see these men put those helmets back on and go to work, knowing that they lost loved ones and that this has been just a horrific day. But there's also a testimony there about getting to work, about doing what you're called to do. It's a weird thing that happens in our life. Some people are called to escape that day and survive, and other people were called to go into those towers and not come out. Uh, Wherever you're at in your life, you know, God's calling you to do something. Give it your best and trust him with it. I got a lot of calls. I'll try to get to them here. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Laura in Gardena, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor Scott. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm good. Uh, on, on the day that 9-11 happened, I was at work. My husband called me to let me know what had happened. Um then we put up, um, we turned on TVs and we watched it and it was unbelievable and horrifying. And, uh, you know, to think that on American soil, uh, that we were attacked because America is this great country, you know, and we, um, 
trust that she can protect her citizens. Um, and I, I, my heart went out for everyone that I saw, you know, the people jumping out of the windows, um, you know, taking their lives because it was just, you know, the fire was too yeah. great to, you know, to endure. Um, and the courageous people that uh, aborted the plane that would have, you know, taken out one of the buildings in Washington, D.C. Um, United 93. Yes. And I just, you know, I, I, I'm grateful for the bravery there and, and the uh, first responders, you know, how they put aside, you know, um, trying to protect themselves, you know, yeah. and stepping forward to, uh, you know, put the needs of the people, you know, before theirs. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful that you are giving us uh, time today to, you know, bring that memory back yeah. into to our appreciation. Well, thank you, Laura, for sharing that. And we do need to be grateful for uh, the heroism that happened that day. Um, Linda in Ventura. Linda, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Just a few seconds here, Linda. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, hello. Hello, Pastor Scott. Um, I, I just saying um, a couple of things that um, I just happened to turn the TV on and I was thinking I was turning the news on, and then I see this, all this planes, showing the planes and the smoke and all that. And it, so I kept switching stations, trying to figure out what was going on. It was very confusing. Yeah. Had a roommate and went down, talked to a roommate to see what was going on. And, and then um, the only one of the things that I was able to help me get through was I would go visit the firemen. for the past 20 years mm-hmm. and um, bring flowers to them and, yeah. and go through the names of 343 names and, and then see the names on there. Some of the names that you could tell people, the firemen there, they it, were related to other firemen. Yeah, that matters. Linda, I'm out of time, but I appreciate your call and uh, I know why you're emotional today. I've been the same with it and we, we thank God for our firemen and our firefighters, and we want to keep praying for them. They do stuff all the time that doesn't make the news, but they sacrifice a lot for us. This is Pastor Scott Show. We we come back. uh, We'll have Hour 2 of the Monday edition. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.